Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Well, this well, scandal there, is scandal adjacent, and that is... Scandal adjacent. Scandal That's a first. Adjacent. <laughs> That's our new segment. Yeah, scandal adjacent. Scandal adjacent, or we're show adjacent to the well, one before. It was, it, you know, with all of the stories that we have been consuming and reading on the 20th anniversary of John F. Kennedy Jr.'s Plane just, you know, yeah. crashing, dying, his wife, his wife's sister, that whole tragedy. One of the things that is not really talked about is the other passenger who was Lauren Bassett. Because the focus is, of course, on John F. Kennedy Jr., who was born when his father was in office. I mean, he's literally famous his, his whole entire, entire life. life. Right. And Carolyn Bassett, I mean, her fame was being married to the sexiest man alive. And then the tabloid stuff that was about her just trying to make the drama. And yep. you know, she was like a Princess Diana, too, she in that totally way, was. hounded by the paparazzi. Mm-hmm. But who was Lauren Bassett? Who was? She was an older sister who was a twin. That's right. So basically, she was reduced to a footnote in yep. this national tragedy of losing them and town and country did a really great story about who she was and um one colleague told uh of 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 lauren Bassett said she may have been more successful than john or carolyn was it because carolyn was a very successful calvin klein a publicist she had a real neck of course george you know he might have or john might have gone into politics after running george magazine but uh lauren Bassett, who was she um well the first thing they found after that plane went down and president clinton uh, wanted the the Coast Guard to keep looking, yeah, they even went. though they knew he, they wouldn't find them alive. He mm-hmm. said it's important to this country who he is. We you have to find uh, the plane, their bodies. Right. For they the knew, family. and it wasn't like in a huge ocean. They knew the they flight knew the, pattern the, the and all of pattern that pattern and where it was. So her Lauren Bassett's recovered business card was the first indication that the plane had gone down in the Atlantic. So they saw it floating on top. Yeah, and uh, uh, this friend of hers that that uh, he worked with her in Hong Kong when she was uh, in Hong Kong with Morgan Stanley, he gave her that bag. He said, I put an old Morgan Stanley business card in a beautiful black font, and I saw it on television. I just went numb because I knew wow. I had given that to her and put it on her garment bag because mm-hmm. she didn't have one all those years ago. Right. And so she was 34 years old mm-hmm. when she died. She was on the fast track at Morgan Stanley. She had an Ivy League MBA. Mm-hmm. She was fluent in Mandarin and she had a sophisticated uh, group of friends and um, people that worked with her during the four years she spent at Morgan Stanley's Hong Kong office in the mid nineties. They 
she would just walk into a room and people would think, oh, somebody brought their assistant. And then she would get up and present the IPO pitch in Mandarin. And people were like, what? They'd never seen anything like this because this is early 90s. And she's young. Yeah, before and in mid 20s. Yeah, before more, you know, not that many people were taking it. Mm -hmm. Um, She she was um, raised in Greenwich, Connecticut, and she and her twin, Lisa, who's the only surviving Bassett sister, were 14 months older than Carolyn. So you could see how that they were close. Oh, yeah, the three you know, The three girls. And um, so she got her MBA at Wharton, Wharton School, and mm-hmm. then she graduated in 91. She went to China to learn how to be fluent in Mandarin. And then in 94, she moved there to work for four years. And she was a very popular person on the expat scene in Hong Kong. Like mm-hmm. everyone knew her. She's a sophisticated New York City girl. She's pretty. She had pretty. She was time for everybody. She had a huge heart. She was always discovering. And because, you know, I I think the expat community now, of course, people are a little bit older, but it's similar to like when you live in another country on a military base. It yeah, kind of becomes small. it becomes your own community because that's yeah, like sure. a tiny little town yeah. within this town because you're you don't you're you're a really minority in in a sea of people and all of that so anyway she um it's a long way from home and it feels like home yes Mm -hmm. yes and in in 1992 hong kong was still a bustling financial capital still five years away from its transfer to Chinese oversight after a century and a half of British rule. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine it was fun, fun, fun. And it was highly unusual for an American to be fluent in Mandarin. Oh, right. And um, so anyway, uh, she, in early 98, she transferred to the Manhattan office and she paid a million dollars for a loft on White Street and Tribeca, just a few blocks from Caroline and John's. And she became a closer part of her sister's life because they were right there meeting her for weekend brunch and all the time. They were always together, always together. They loved fashion. Several of their friends believed that Lauren and Carolyn would have somehow gotten into some kind of fashion venture. Yeah, okay. And um, Lauren loved um, her Prada. This was back when Prada was the coolest thing ever in the late 90s. And um, she kept a very low profile, though. Like, she enjoyed a degree of freedom and, of course, anonymity because people didn't know who she was. And even when her sister Carolyn was engaged to John, she never wanted to talk about it. Right. Very, very low-key. But at the time of her death, she was rumored to be dating John's first cousin, Bobby Shriver. Right. Mm. Did you guys know that? I didn't. Yes, I learned that oh, last night. Yeah. I learned oh. it just last night oh, yeah. in, the in the documentary. Yeah, so at the age of 32, she was promoted to vice president. And then when she, in, in Hong Kong, and then when she moved back to New York, she was named a principal at Morgan Stanley at 33 years old. Wow. So, um, and she, people think like, oh, she could have been like a CEO here or she would yeah. have been moved because she was so... Good, but then July 1999, yep. Caroline and John offer a ride on John's plane. She was going to Martha's Vineyard anyway, so she said, oh yeah, I'll join your your little flight, and they would drop her off, and after her workday ended at 6 p.m., she walked over to meet John at the George Magazine headquarters, and then they rode in his convertible 
to the Essex County Airport where Caroline met them. And at 8.35, John's Piper Saratoga took off. It never landed. And a five-day search. And yes, it was her piece of luggage mm. with her name that gave right, them right. indication. And Caroline and Lauren's mother, father, and stepfather released one statement to the press about John and Caroline being soulmates. We hope to honor them in death in the simple manner in which they chose to live their lives. We take solace in the thought that together they will comfort Lauren for eternity. Because remember, they buried all their ashes out at sea. Now that... What about the remaining twin, Lisa? Well, Lisa is very quiet. She is um, the only, you know, sister left. She does not... The tragedy drove her into a life off the grid. Even after settling in Ann Arbor, she kept her circle of friends very small. She has no social media accounts. And even finding recent pictures of her are impossible to find. Mm -hmm. She works part-time at the university there. And uh, very. she had a really hard time when they passed away. She was strong for her mother and her father. And her stepfather, because apparently he'd been in the family for a long time. They got divorced when they were not public in any single way. And although Lisa and her parents and stepfather attended that service at sea, the kennedy Bissett relationship descended into acrimony. After that, uh, the family, they settled in 2001. They, uh, so this was 1999, nine, so they, they settled in 2001. 2001, a wrongful death claim for $15 million. Against whom? The Kennedys. The, the Kennedys, okay. And so it would be, be paid from John's estate, which was left to Caroline. It was left to the kids, yeah. To Caroline. Oh, okay. It was left to her. To oh, okay. he, There might have been things, but I the bulk so, okay. of his estate was Caroline. The exact details of what that, and of course, $15 million, you'd rather have your Two daughters yeah. back well, and that money. And uh, and after that, the surviving family made a conscious decision to disappear. Lisa's stepfather told The Post, we never cooperate with the media. No interviews, no questions. That will always be our position. And um, Lisa was very close to both of her sisters. She looks like Carolyn. She does. With She's dark the hair. twin of Lauren. No, she has blonde hair. Lauren. Oh, Lisa. Lisa had blonde hair. Lauren, the one that passed in the plane with Carolyn. Yeah. They look alike. I've got an old picture. I'm looking at Lisa, Carolyn, and Lauren. Yeah. The family of uh, Carolyn was never comfortable with the marriage. Like I told you, you told earlier, me. the mom mm-hmm. at the wedding the night before at the groom's dinner gave a toast essentially that she didn't think this was the right marriage for their daughter. Uh, and this is in the book, um, you know, yep. the, a prince, American prince, the new one. And then, of course, their worst fears were realized. Did that I, would just, that... When that happened, right? Did others, besides her mom, were there others that thought this isn't a really good match? Well, it, it, well, it, they, had, good they match. had a, um, you know, even when he, when they first met, do you know that... Um, JFK, he went back and forth with Daryl Hannah from 1980 to August 1994. So he met Caroline, and there was like an overlap. Mm. And it was during one of those on again, off again breaks. And Caroline was like, Mom said, maybe you should just, you know, be done with him because I heard they something had a else tempestuous- too. They did. But the Daryl Hannah, JFK Jr. thing is that Daryl Hannah made him leave his mom's funeral. Do you remember that? Reading about that? 
Maybe that was the and thing. And now Daryl Daryl Hannah is married to Neil Young. Uh, Neil Young, yeah. Yeah, I know. Anyway, he he did, he went off the radar one time when he was dating Caroline, and then she saw him at a movie yeah. premiere with Daryl Hannah. So moms never like it if somebody is toying with their kids' affection. Right. Oh, so that's absolutely. perfectly. Anyway, I just thought like be be good to kind of know who were the other yeah, who were the other who were the other people mm-hmm. and what happened yeah. and. Well, I was curious. I was already yeah. All right, listen, we'll be back. We've got some other stories we forgot to get to.